Welcome to Photo Taco, the only show with photography tips you can learn in the time it takes to eat a taco. Or perhaps a burrito. Photo Taco! Welcome to another episode of Photo Taco. Thank you so much for the download. Hey, if you do me a favor and pop into iTunes and give me a review, that would really help out the show. My name is Jeff Harmon. I'm the hobbyist editor at improvephotography.com. And at the request of our super awesome new Photo Taco Podcast listener group on Facebook, that's a mouthful, but there's a group there, Photo Taco Podcast listeners. If you want to join, go and make, go and request adding to that group. Anyway, they asked if I would explain f-stop for beginners. And in the next episode, I think I'm going to cover focal length for beginners. So if you already know those, Skip on over to the next episodes. We'll have some more great tips coming soon for all kinds of photographers. But today we're going to focus on f-stop. A lot of times photographers can sound to a beginner like they're speaking a foreign language. F-stop or stopping down or stops of light. They're using these terms that I know I found extremely confusing as a beginner. When I was first starting into learning how about my camera and how to take good pictures, these terms that they were using, it's, it's like this was this secret handshake, secret thing to get into the club and you had to pay your dues of wading through what the heck do these things mean in order to get into the club and, and be part of be a real photographer and you know in improved photography we try to avoid those things we try to make it so that everyone can understand the tips and the things that we're sharing but we fall back into it too it's it becomes very normal kinds of language as you learn more about your camera as you learn more about photography but we try to stay away from it so hopefully this episode will serve as something that can help people, beginners, to really understand what the terms mean so that when we use them, you'll understand. I'm going to do my best to make it very friendly to understand for a beginner. So let's start off with the numbers that are f-stop. F-stop is the same thing as aperture. We've talked about aperture a ton on all of our podcast episodes. It comes up a lot what aperture we shoot at for different types of photography. Um, We've talked about aperture priority. We've talked about a whole bunch of things. Well, aperture and f-stop are synonymous with the same thing and they're measured in f-stops that's why f-stop is the name for it (laughs) they have numbers so there's like f slash and a number and it's usually uh it can be 1.2 it can be 1.8 it can be 2.8 3.5 5.6 8 11 22 it's a whole bunch of numbers they're not sequential they're not whole numbers all the time as there's decimals in there sometimes and i can totally understand it being confusing i remember being very confused myself about what in the world is this number what does it mean Aperture or f-stop, whichever term you want to use, it controls really important things about your camera when you're taking pictures. It really kind of has the most impact on two specific things that we're going to talk about in this in this episode. Exposure triangle and depth of field. So let's go exposure triangle first. I'm not going to go into a lot of detail on this because there's a lot to talk about. It's its own episode. I don't know that I've done a photo talk on that yet, but there's plenty of information if you go to improvephotography.com and you go into the search bar and you type in exposure triangle, you'll get lots of podcast episodes where we've talked about it in other podcasts. You'll see a number of articles out there that explain the exposure triangle and what that relationship is in a couple of different ways. Lots of help on what it is. But in general, with aperture in particular or f-stop in particular, what it means is that number is a ratio. So that's why it's f over f slash and a number. That's a ratio of how big the opening of the shutter is 
when you take your picture. So shutter speed is a whole separate setting and that controls how long the shutter is open, but the aperture controls how big the hole is when it opens. How far open does it go? The further open it goes, it's harder. It's more involved. The lenses, it's more. It's only the more expensive lenses, lenses that really open up very wide, that the hole goes like the width of the lens. Most of them, the lens, the hole, the actual shutter for how far it will open up is only a small portion of the overall width of the lens. It takes a lot more research, a lot more engineering to make them do better than that. So that's when when someone says it's a fast lens, that's another term that's often used, they're talking about a lens that is actually capable of opening up very, very wide. And that's another thing they'll say is they're shooting wide. That's what they're talking about. The aperture wide open or one that is more expensive lens that can go fast means it, it'll open up really, really wide, that aperture. And it's really kind of feels backwards to me. I don't know. Maybe it's it's going to feel okay to you since it's a fraction and you can understand that. I had a hard time with it though because with the exposure triangle and how much light is entering the camera, it's like the opposite of what I think it should be. The smaller the number, 2.8, 1.4, 1.2, the more light gets let in. So smaller number, more light. Bigger number, less light. And that just feels totally opposite of what it should to me. But it can make sense when you think about it as a fraction. If it's one over 1.2, well, that means that aperture is opening up almost to the entire full width of the lens, the whole diameter of the lens. If it's one over 22, you can imagine the little tiny bit of a hole that opens up when you use that length or that aperture, sorry. You can kind of make sense of that, I think, but it's still just, I still find myself saying stopping down. Okay, that's another term that gets used. Well, that means that you're going to a bigger aperture number. You're going up to f11, or you might stop down to f13, or stop down to f22. Even though the number's getting bigger and it feels like you're moving up because it's fractions, you're actually moving down. And that it makes sense that that stopping down means you're making that hole smaller and smaller and smaller in the aperture and letting in less and less and less light. That's a factor you have to consider and understand. The other thing then that aperture does is control the depth of field, which is a struggle to understand. What does that mean, depth of field? Okay, so think about how when you're taking a shot, you're taking a picture of a three-dimensional world, three-dimensional space that's in front of your camera lens but you're getting a 2D image, which means you have a single plane of focus that happens there. And you might have geometry nightmares talking about planes, but <laughs> but you have to think about, okay, if, if you have, let's say that it's the wide open aperture, it's the wide lens, and not a wide lens, it's the wide aperture, and that is something like, let's say f2.8. That's a wide setting on aperture. It's going to let in a lot of light because it opens up very big on the shutter. Well, that also at the same time, actually just due to physics and the way light works, makes it so that the depth of field or the amount of three-dimensional space in your picture that's actually in focus is very is small, is very small. In fact, it's way smaller on full-frame cameras than it is on crop sensor cameras where you get a little bit more at f2.8 that's in focus than you do in full frame. There's, it becomes really narrow and even more narrow at f1.4 and really tiny, tiny narrow at f1.2. It just 
the depth of field is this little sliver of three-dimensional space from front to back that is in focus, whereas at f, say, 18, there's this massive amount of space from front to back that everything can be in focus. In fact, if you make sure that you have something in front of your lens that's far enough away for the focus limit, the smallest away from the lens that your camera can focus, if you go all the way up to, all the way up to say f18 if you stop all the way down I'll use the right terminology to f18 then you can get infinity focus which is you fo you can focus on something a few feet in front of your camera and everything past that out to infinity is going to be in focus it's just the way the physics works and that one doesn't feel backwards because the bigger the number the more is in focus. The smaller the number, the less is in focus. So that one feels right. It's the amount of light coming in the camera that doesn't. So that one feels really backwards, but that's what it is. I hope you understand f-stop now. I hope you understand the term stopping down. Let's talk stops of light. So that is referring to the increments from one setting in aperture or f-stop to the next. So going from f1.2 to 1.4 is a full stop of light. That's what they're talking about. Or f2.8 to 3.5. Or f5.6 to 8. Or f8 to f11. And it's not always one number. At the beginning there, from 1.2 to 1.4, it's 0.2 away. But at the other end, from 18 to 22 is kind of the jump that gets made. That's one stop of light. So that's what they're talking about with stops of light. And there's other factors that can contribute and where they'll say stops of light. So uh, sometimes they'll say the ISO performance on this camera gives you two more stops of light than you would. Well, that means is you can go to f5.6 and the ISO is so good, you can crank it up to, I don't know, 12,800 and you get more light at f5.6 because the ISO is so good or other factors can contribute too. There's other ways that people can have stops of light. So that's what that means, stops of light. All right, that's all I had for you today. I hope that helped. I hope the beginners find that helpful. Um, be sure to let us know if it's not. Ask more questions. Uh, go join that Facebook group or you can follow us at Phototaco on Twitter and uh, suggest topics for the show, ask questions there too. Also, be sure to visit improvephotography.com for news, gear, and other photo tip articles from all of the hosts on the Improved Photography Network. It is the best way to improve your photography. Views expressed on this program by independent host guests and callers do not necessarily reflect their views of Improved Photography LLC or its advertisers. Some links mentioned on this program are affiliate links where a commission is earned. Olay!